0: and welcome to Real Life Church. We are so excited to be worshiping with you right here at Kentucky Trail and at Church Online. We just wanted to invite you to get on your feet, put your hands together, and sing along. I saw Satan fall like a lion. saw darkness run for cover, but the miracle that I just can't get over, my name is registered in heaven, I believe in signs and wonders, I have resurrection power, yes I do. Is ready?
1: those who are broken father you are near to those who need healing in this place this morning father we come to you we quiet our hearts god we lift our arms our eyes to you this morning as we worship
2: people that are dying from leprosy, just people that have no hope left in the world. And maybe that's you here today. Maybe you've walked in these doors and this is the last place you know to turn and to go. Can I tell you that Jesus walks into your life and the darkness that you're facing trembles at his name. God is here for you. God has a purpose for your life. And we can't wait just to continue worshiping with you guys today because we know that God will change and destroy everything that is holding you guys back from living the purpose that he has for you. So let's give it up for God one more time. That's all right. Amen. Amen. Man, what an awesome day. What a wonderful just way to start off. You guys are just killing it today. I want to take a time just to just welcome another special group, and that is Real Life Church Online. They are coming with us and worshiping with us across the nation, across the world. Can we give them a big round of applause today? Just let them know we love them, that we care about them as well. That's all right. Hey, turn around, say hi to somebody, give them a fist bump, and you guys can be seated. And you guys got some energy today. I love it, I love it, I love it. Hey, if you're new with us today, I wanna to reach out and extend you guys just a warm welcome and let you guys know that we're excited that you chose to worship with us here at Real Life today. And I want you to know that everything that we do from the setup to just how we pray for you has you in mind, because we know that again, that God has something for you today. And I want to extend you guys an opportunity, an invite, to fill out something we call a digital communication card. You can do that by texting New to 97000. And all that is is a way for you just to reach out, give us your information. We'll have a team member connect with you. And their whole job is just to make you feel at home, answer any questions that you might possibly have, because we want something for you. We know that God has something big for you. If you don't have a chance to hang out with us at the New Year booth, please stop right after this gathering. We've got a free gift for you. We would love to hear your story, just to share a little bit of who we are and where we're going. And we believe that God can change your life. And I would just implore you, just to give God a chance. Give God the next three weeks just to do something miraculous in your life. You know, if you guys are anything like me, I'll go through seasons where I just do life on my own. And I do it my way. And then I expect God to walk in and fix it just in one quick service, one quick gathering. Give God three weeks just to change your life. God will speak truth in your life and He will change you because, and the reason that we believe that is the reason why we know we're on a mission. It's to see people far from God discover their real life and purpose. And we honestly believe that. Everything that we do goes and flows out of that mission. So again, we are so excited that you guys are here with us today. So you guys are in for a treat. We're in the middle of an awesome series called Not Easily Broken. And who knows that a healthy relationship doesn't always appear and it's not always easy. We see the things on social media. You guys ever use the filters on social media? Oh, I fixed everything, right? Well it's not that easy in a relationship. So Pastor Brian's gonna bring some really cool practical tips just to build a firm foundation as you ask yourself, what am I building my relationship on? So as Pastor Brian comes up, get out your phones, check out your version, follow along in the notes, and let's give it up for Pastor Brian.
3: All right. Amen, amen. Thank you so much for being here this morning. Man. Great faces out here. I appreciate you being here. Real life online. Thank you so much for joining us. You know what? Before we get started, can we just bow in a word of prayer and just ask God to bless us this morning? Dear Jesus, just thank you so much for this day. Lord, thank you so much for the people that are here this morning. Lord, I pray for everybody in here. Um, I don't know where they're at and what they're going through, but Lord, I pray right now in the stillness of this moment, Lord, that we just everything that's going on in our minds and our lives, that we could just strip it away so we could truly invest in your word this morning. Lord, I pray that whatever may be happening, we allow the Holy Spirit to work inside of us, Lord. Lord, I pray for that individual that is here this morning that don't know you as their personal savior. I pray today's the day of salvation. I pray that they see the truth and that truth will set them free. Lord, help us and guide us. Be with me. With this message, Lord, speak through me. And Lord, let us leave here a changed life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, so. I just want to do a little quick recap of what's uh, been going on with this not easily broken message. Pastor Sean has done a great job. Give it up Pastor Sean leading us through the series. He's done really good uh, challenging us in our relationships. And week one is all about being Jesus-centered, right? And he challenged us, every single one of us, to take a 21-day challenge to pray for our spouse, right? Week two is about being mission-driven and challenge marriages and relationships to be on board mission together week three oh man week three was about what <clears throat> kicking some devil in the rear end right and so uh he had some great challenges for the ladies he had some great challenges for men just stepping up right some really good challenges and i'm actually looking forward to next week as well as sean and diane are going to be up on stage for a A session Some of you may never experience that before, but it's probably one of the best practical things that you could do. And the questions that they're going to be answering are from you, right? So start thinking now about your relationships and what's been going on and challenge Sean and Diane with some questions that might be hard, all right, but they're going to come up on stage and, you know, just relate to you and be biblical and just say, hey, this is where it's at. And I'm excited about that. I'm excited what's going to happen. So be here next week for that. Um, so let's talk about this picture here, right? Not easily broken. Sean talked about this before that this is the picture perfect moment. This is the moment that we all have in mind. You see their joy. You see their excitement. I mean, those bodies are amazing, right? Woo! This is the picture that we have. And, you know, let's have a little fun this morning when we think about this picture perfect. perfect moment, this dream that we have. How many of you, when you started to be in a serious relationship, all right, not those little ones, but the serious relation, you had a perfect dream of what marriage may look like, like what it should be, you know, that little happy ever after moment. You know, some of you might be dreaming up the American dream where you have a picket fence, right? You have uh, three kids and then four kids, or like me, have five kids, right? And <laughs> These kids are obedient. They're just perfect little angels, right? You have these kids in your life, and they're good. Um, you have uh, no fighting at all in the household, right? No fighting. Uh, the wife that takes care of you, let's ring that bell, right? Guys, ding, 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 amen, right? We have this picture, all right, that the wife is going to take care of you. How about the man to be step up and be a leader? The women are thinking of this. Not only that. They help with kids, they help with chores, they help with homework, and the list can go on and on, right, ladies? Yeah, amen. amen, right? So we have this picture in our, in our mind, and it's all about this joy and excitement that we have for our future and our marriage. It's working together with no problems. Hollywood makes it look easy, right? Man, they make it look easy. Now, well, let's, let's just see out there. How many of you can say, I had somewhat a similar dream going into a serious relationship. I did. Anybody else out there like that? When they went into a relationship, they thought everything was going to be fine. Anybody else? Just me? Uh, Okay. All right. I see some hands. I see some hands. (laughs) All right. How about this though? This is a rhetorical question. Don't ask this or don't raise your hands for this. How many of you experience or maybe experiencing a broken relationship either in the past or maybe in the present right now see we're gonna switch things up a little bit not easily broken we're gonna be talking about this morning what is this brokenness in a relationship and in a marriage we haven't gone there yet but you know what we all experience this whether it's in the past or maybe in the present. No one ever goes into a relationship thinking in two years, and four years, we're going to have this brutal divorce. We're going to have everything just fall apart at the seams. No one goes into a serious relationship thinking that. No, we go into a relationship thinking that everything will be good and we will last forever. And I, need, I feel like we need to ask ourselves this morning this question. What happened? Right? What happened in that relationship. Maybe some of you are feeling this this morning, or maybe you felt this brokenness in the past, but we gotta ask ourselves what happened. And so I just wanna give you some practical things. Maybe uh, something that you've experienced in the past or something that you're going, what is this brokenness all about? And so uh, there was maybe a broken intimacy in your relationship. And as I say intimacy, I see a lot of guys do. What? All right, let's just be real. There's more to intimacy than what meets the eye, right? And so there's three types of intimacy. There's emotional intimacy, spiritual, and physical, all right? And what I want to talk to you about is this word intimacy. See, the world thinks intimacy is something totally different, but God says intimacy is the concept where two becomes one, right? So for us, for God's eyes, it says one plus one equals one. But the world doesn't see it that way. The world sees that one plus one equals two and we live our own lives and we do our own thing and we totally forget what God says, that one plus one is one. So that's what true intimacy is. And when it comes to emotional intimacy, it's, this, it's when we feel wholly accepted, respected, and admired in the eyes of our mate, even when they know our innermost struggles and failures. Some of you here this morning are broken Because you don't feel accepted. You don't feel respected or admired. Some of you, it might be broken spiritually and spiritual intimacy. Sean talked about a couple weeks ago that Jesus is number one, right? And our spouse, our relationship, is number two. And that's the way it should be. And so I wonder this morning if you're broken spiritual intimacy, See, only when you begin to understand yourself and who God is and really is is where you begin to understand and experience how two can be one in your life. And you might be broken because there is not anything in your marriage, in your relationship, that's spiritual. Maybe you come to church on a Sunday, you go home, and you live a worldly life. And the spiritual intimacy is not there. Maybe some of you, uh, one is super spiritual, the other one is not. And so it's, there's an unequally yoked, and it's really hard to get that, and so so, some of you might be broken in spiritual intimacy, but what about this? How about physical intimacy? Do we really need to talk about that, right? Well, I think we do, because uh, this is gonna tell my age. I just wanna know, how many of you know Jeff Foxworthy? Mm -hmm. You know Jeff Foxworthy? All right, sweet, so me turning 40 was not a turning point in my life. Okay, so you know Jeff Foxworthy, and this is what he says, getting married for sex It's like buying a 747 plane for the free peanuts, right? Physical intimacy is so much more than just sex, all right? Maybe some of you here this morning are broken because there is a major lack in physical intimacy or it has been distorted, corrupted, or defiled. Maybe it's become selfish in nature. All right, so what about, that's broken intimacy, maybe some of you here are morning this morning, what happened in the past or what's going on right now, maybe there was a broken support system, right? It, it comes down to you know financial support, maybe your dreams, your kids, when it comes to finances, you know, the, the stats say most people end in divorce because of communication, finances, and physical intimacy, right? And so, finances play a huge part, and you're so stressed out all the time. So, maybe there's a broken support system financially. Maybe it's your dreams. Maybe you're not fully supported. You have these dreams in mind and what you want to do with your life, but there is no support there, and you get frustrated. You get upset. All right. Maybe it's your kids. All right. I have five kids. I don't know how many kids you got. All right. So, I know I've met a couple of them that had five too, but hey, I get it. Maybe it's hard as a family to support the kids, and you're struggling, and you don't see the support that you need there. Maybe there's some other things going on in your past or your present. Maybe a broken communication. Maybe there's anger, bitterness, atti- attitude going on. Nothing good, positive comes out of it. And we set up these bad habits in our lives when it comes to our communication. And so, and it brings into our marriage and our relationships. And maybe the communication is just broken. I go out to eat with my wife sometimes. Uh, it's hard to do when you have five kids, right? So sometimes we go out to eat, and when we go out to eat, we look around, and like, there's people on their phones. I've actually seen people read books while eating. Like, there's just no communication at all in these people's lives. Maybe that's some of you. Maybe maybe there's just bad communication, all right? Men are dumb, right? We don't say things right very well, and like... I'll just give you an example, myself personally. We were newly married, I mean, we just got done with our honeymoon, it was perfect, it was awesome, right? We come home to our apartment, and it was just like, a, maybe a week after that, she starts cooking, right? And I'm sitting there going over, and I said this, wait for it, that's not how my mom did it. Bad communication, right? Sometimes there's just horrible communications and we didn't think before we speak, right? Maybe some of you here this morning are broken in the past or experiencing brokenness in the way we love, in the way we love. And I love this because uh the example I have with love is uh, personally... Uh, A few years back, I had a small group, and it was all about love, and I challenged this small group, everyone, to leave and come back next week and find a definition of what love really is. And I said, you cannot use the Bible. Don't be a Jesus freak, all right? Don't use the Bible. Go and find a definition of love outside the Bible. And they're like, oh, no problem, right? Well, surprise, surprise, they came back, and every single one of them had a different definition of love. And that's the problem with our world. There's so many different definitions of love according to our world that we don't even know what love is anymore. I love the one that, personally, that hits me more than anything. The definition I found is this. Love is a feeling that you feel that you've never felt before. Huh. Yeah. Love is a feeling that you feel that you've never felt before. And I look at that definition, I'm like, man, if love is based off of feelings... We're all in a world of hurt, right? Because here's the reality. There are some days that we are not going to love our spouse, feeling-wise. Like, there are some days feelings will come and go. And if you base your love off of feelings, it's just going to, right? No. Broken love. Feelings are good. Feelings are awesome. But it's not love. It's a commitment. It's a selfless action towards the other person, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later, but maybe some of you are broken because your love was selfish and it was only about feelings. Now, let's have a little reality check a little bit this morning. All right, the reality check is this. All this brokenness that we're feeling, everything that's gone on in our lives, the reality is this. We're all broken. It doesn't matter who we are and what we've gone through. If you realize this, that every single one of us is broken, Romans 3.10 says, there is none righteous, no, not one. Isaiah 64, 6. Got to love this scripture. Ready? We are all infected and impure with sin, and when we display our righteous deeds, they're nothing but filthy rags. And every time I come to this verse, I feel like I have to explain this verse. So back in the old day, this word filthy rags, if you don't know already, is a term for women products. Uh-huh it's disgusting. And it says here, our good deeds, no matter how good you are, is like that disgusting woman products. That's what that scripture is saying. And it's disgusting. And the reality is that we are all broken. No matter how good we are, how great we can be, we're all broken people. And here's, here's the thing. Bro- broken relationships happen because we are broken people. And if we don't do what God asks of us, we are just giving the devil a seat at the table. Amen? So here, and that's exactly what David did. And that's what we're going to talk about this morning. The character named David. Sean talked about it a couple of weeks ago as well. And so we talked about how David was a man after God's own heart. He was chosen to do great things for God. But here's the reality. David did something wrong, right? He was broken, David was supposed to go to war with his men, but chose not to go to war. Instead, he was on this rooftop checking out this lady named Bathsheba and ended up sleeping with her. And then she ended up pregnant. And so out of his sin and his justification, he decided, you know what? I'm going to send, bring back Uriah. I'm going to say, hey, go home, spend some time with your wife. But Uriah came home and guess what? He's like, I can't do that. My, my fellow members are out at war, and I just can't go home and have fun with my wife. Like, I just can't do that. So he refused. So did, what did David do? He decided, all right, let's try this. I'm going to get you drunk. Yeah, I'm going to get you drunk, and then you go sleep with your wife, right? He didn't. It didn't happen. And you could see this spiring out of control. So he said, you know what? I'm going to send him to the front lines, and he ultimately got him killed. And then he takes Bathsheba in. David was always justifying his actions and never took ownership of his sin. It was wrong choice after wrong choice after wrong choice. Does this sound familiar? Anybody? Ask yourselves, how did he get here? How did you get here? And so here we are with David and his sin, justifying everything he did. And good thing there was a guy named Nathan, who was a prophet that came and just wanted to tell a story to David of of what was going on. And so Nathan goes to this David and says, hey, David, I gotta tell you something, man. There's something going on here. There's this rich guy who has everything in the world. He has money, he has sheep, he has lambs, he has has everything that he could ever want in his life. And then there's this poor guy who just had a little lamb, and he nourished it took care of it, loved on it. But the rich man had a party and, deci- and decided instead of using his stuff, he went and stole from this poor man, took the lamb, slaughtered the lamb, and served it for dinner. And David was furious. He was upset. He said, I'm going to go and kill this guy right now. And Nathan said to him in 2 Samuel twelve seven. David, you are that man. Right? And it is at that moment that David realized how much he messed up. He was broken to the core. And this is where the place where King David wrote Psalm 51. And if you've never read Psalm 51, I encourage you to read it multiple times. But this is the place that he took. David took his first steps on his knees for God and realized what he needed to do. And I'm just going to read some golden nuggets out of these past scriptures. We're going to go fast with these. But uh, in Psalm 51, here's some nuggets that you could take in from David's brokenness. He says, Have mercy on me, O God. Because of your unfailing love, because of your great compassion, blot out the stain of my sins. Wash me clean from my guilt. Purify me from my sin, for I recognize my rebellion. It haunts me day and night. Does that sound familiar with some of you with your brokenness? 51.14. Forgive me for the shedding blood, O God, who saves then. Then I will joyfully sing of your forgiveness. All about forgiving, right? 51.10. Here's a nugget. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a loyal spirit with men in me. Start fresh, God. Help me start fresh. I don't want this brokenness anymore. Start fresh, God. Psalm 51, 6. Behold, you delight in truth and the inward being, and you teach me wisdom and the secret heart. You teach me truth, God. There's truth and wisdom here. And wisdom is this. It's godly knowledge applied to life experience. He just had a life experience, but it isn't enough to, for wisdom to have life experience. It's godly truth applied to those life experiences. And, and David was seeing that he needed that truth and to apply it to his life in Psalm fifty-one, fifteen, I love this one. It says this. Unseal my lips, O Lord, that my mouth may praise you. Now let's stop there for a second and think about this. Why is David asking to unseal my lips? Like, why? What happened to David that closed his mouth? It's the brokenness inside him that he realized he was shameful. And it closed his mouth. Maybe it was self-doing. Maybe it was other people saying, hey, because of your brokenness, you can't do anything for God anymore. God, I'm a sinner. I messed up. I can't do anything for God anymore. So he sealed his lips. But he's praying and crying out to God, no matter where you are, just remember this, no matter where you are, wherever brokenness you are, God can still use you. You just have to unseal those lips and allow God to use you. Amen? Amen. Psalm 5117, the sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit. You will not reject a broken and repentant heart, O God. I love this one. Psalm 51, 8 and 12, it says, Give me back my joy again. You have broken me. Now let me rejoice. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Remember that joy and excitement that we once had in our lives for our relationships? David saying, hey, Give me that joy and excitement again. Restore to me that joy and excitement. And here's the big question this morning. How do you fix what is broken? How do you fix what is broken inside of us? Take one small step in the right direction. One small step. I'm asking you this morning to take one small step in the right direction. Today, I want to give you five practical, very real first steps in the right direction. Not asking you to do them all. It's like an elephant, right? It's huge. How do you take it? One bite at a time. So take one small step in the right direction. And so we're going to talk about some practical steps to overcome brokenness in relationships and restore that joy and that dream again that you once had. The first thing is this is stepping down to your knees and to fully accept your brokenness. That's what David did. He had to fully accept what was broken inside of him. Wherever you are in your relationships and your marriage, that's what you have to do. Make the first step, whether it's stepping down on your knees. We think about the story of the woman who was caught in adultery. You see this take place, Pharisees come out and to Jesus and throws her on the ground and said, Jesus, all of our laws say when we catch someone in the act of adultery, you are to stone her to death. Jesus, she's at your feet, what are you going to do? Jesus writes on the ground, and you can speculate what he writes on the ground or whatnot, but Jesus says this. Who is without sin cast the first stone? And one by one, they start leaving they accept their brokenness on themselves they accept their sin and then Jesus stands up who is a perfect god said hey i don't condemn you either go and sin no more and we think about that story and there's so much here there's there's forgiveness going on in this story there's there's this baggage that she has carried around in her life you know and then you have this doubt That you can't do anything anymore because there's so much stuff in my life, so much junk in my life. I'm so broken. I can't do anything for God anymore. And there's condemnation from other people and there's condemnation from you. And you know, Pastor Sean gave me this thought, and I was like, man, this is such a good thought that I just have to say it. He said this Don't hold yourself in a higher standard than what God holds you. See, God says, Hey, I am perfect, I am without sin. And I said, I don't condemn you. Go and do something with your life. Some of you here are holding them back from serving and living a life for God because you have so much brokenness that you're putting yourself higher than God, right? I can't do this because I have so much stuff in my life. But God says, no, 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 that's not how it works. I'm the highest standard, and I say, go and sin no more. You can live a life for Christ no matter where you are in your life. And so you have to let it go Make your first step on your knees. Fully accept your brokenness. Let it go and let God have it. And some of the steps could be this. It could be forgiving someone. It could be forgiving yourself. Maybe it's allowing God, a step to allowing God to work through you no matter what situation you're in. So the first thing is make your step, stepping down to your knees. Second one, make your first step and step backwards. Take a step backwards and realign your heart. Set your heart and mind to the things of God. Colossians 3 says this. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of the earth. For you died to this life and in your real life, right? Say that again, in your real life, right? This is the church. Real life is hidden with Christ and God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. I want you to realize something. Some of you need to take a step back and realign your heart and mind to Christ. See, I want you to understand something. You cannot fix this in your relationship until you fix this, right? Like, this will never be fixed the way God wants it until you fix This in your life. Some of you need to take a step back and realize that that needs to be the first thing in your life. You know, there was a moment in my life. I was a 16 year old kid. I was born and raised in a Christian home. I got saved at a young age, but I had a rebellious side of me as a teenager, like some of you may have. And I ended up in some wrong paths in my life. And I remember this is a moment in my life. I was 16 years old. I was with my buddies and stuff like that. And we were a fighting group. Uh, We fought a lot of people. Uh, But I remember to this day, uh, my friends were supposed to fight another group of people in a parking lot. And we were supposed to use guns. And I remember being at that parking lot at midnight holding a gun in my hand. And I'm looking at this gun. And I'm realizing, man, what am I doing? Like I'm broken. I'm to the point where I have a gun in my hand and I'm about to ruin my whole life. That was a wake-up call for me where I realized that what I'm doing is nothing and I need to stop and I had to take a step back and realign my heart to the truth of God's word and realize that there's nothing better on earth than to live for him because all this other junk, it will fade away. And I realized for the first time that I had to take a step back and realign my heart and my mind to God's word and say, you know what? This is the step that I need to take in my life. And I had, a, I just had that moment. So some of you maybe you take that step as well. Take a step back and realign your heart and mind to the truth of God's word. These some steps that you could be is getting involved in a life group. If you have not been involved in a life group yet, I'm telling you right now, it's probably one of the better things that you could do to be connected with people and be connected with God. Get involved with life groups. Maybe it's about getting connected, serving, being a part of a team that helps you, pushes you, that encourages you. Maybe some of you are so broken inside that you need counseling. You know, some of the best things of my marriage, best things in my life is because of counseling. I am thankful that before I got married, I had marriage counseling. I love to do marriage counseling with people that are getting married because I just, I I love how important that is. Some of you are so broken that you need some counseling in your life. And you know what? Real life offers that. They offer that. Maybe as simple as this, getting out your phone and getting a Bible plan on YouVersion app. You need to take a step back and realign your heart with God. Number three, So you you take a step on your knees. You take your step back. How about this? Make your first step towards righteousness, no matter how hard it is. Doing what is right before wrong takes over, right? Romans 7, you can see this clearly through Paul, right? And I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. I have discovered this principle of life, that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that dominated by sin and death? Thank God there's Jesus Christ. Amen? (laughs) Obedience, right? Doing what is right with the right heart attitude some of you steps can take necessary steps to get rid of anything that's causing you to do wrong i had a roommate uh, buddy once in college i come home one day and i i open up the door and the window is busted out and i'm on the third floor and i look down out the window and his computer is smashed on the ground outside Like he took the necessary steps to get rid of something that was causing him wrong in his life. And so some of you need to take a step and say, you know what, I need to get rid of something in my life. Maybe some of you, you need to think before you act, bad communication, right? Maybe some of you just need to say this, this is the 90s term, it's old school, WWJD. Just be like, you know what? What would Jesus do here in this situation? It's a simple step. Number four, maybe your first step can be towards a healthy and godly communication. Maybe you got to communicate in a way that builds up. Ephesians 4.29, don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Maybe some steps when it comes to your communication can be something positive about your spouse. Once or twice a day, you're intentional about saying positive things in your relationships. How about this? How about actually listen? Communication is two-way, right? How about actually listening? You know, a couple days ago, I had a heart-to-heart with my wife. And it was a good conversation. I actively listened to her. She actively listened to me. And you better believe the next day, there are some action steps that I took to make sure she understood that I listen. So some of you maybe need to take a step of listening in your communication. Maybe some of your steps can just stay away from complaining for a day. And don't bring your work home that day, right? Some easy steps. How about this one, number five. Make your first step out of pure, unselfish love. We need to develop and pursue Unselfish love. Step towards someone else other than yourself, right? Philippians 2 says this, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. Too many couples enter marriage with a consumer mentality. Each person focusing on his or her happiness rather than the happiness of of their partner see we are supposed to love our spouse the way Christ laid down his life for the church right that's the way we're supposed to love it's you know it's a commitment it's a selfless action but here's the thing it's unconditional like we don't go into marriage and do things and expect something out of return right I think that's where we fail a lot is that we always expect something out of return when it comes to this word love. And, you know, I challenge you, take a step. Unselfish love is to love without anything in return. Steps could be this. Guys, (laughs) go to your wife, give her a foot massage. Don't expect anything in return. (laughs) I heard something, hmm, hmm, yeah. Ladies, how about this? How about you just come up behind your man and say, whoa, that a boy. It's that positive reinforcement that guys need sometime, right? All right, we need that reinforcement in our lives. Maybe it's about asking what you can do for him and her. Say, hey, is there anything I can do for you today? And don't expect anything out of return. Maybe it's love by being committed to making the other happy a little less selfish every day. How about this? How about developing your intimacy, your oneness that we talked about earlier, whether it's emotional, physical, or spiritual. Last scripture that we have here is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, says this. This is how we are to love. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hope all things, endure all things. Love never ends. Everything that we talked about sums up in this verse. So the challenge is this, one small step. That's what I'm asking you to do this morning, this next week, one small step, whether it's on your knees, taking a step back, maybe it's a step towards righteousness, step towards godly communication, maybe it's a step towards unselfish love. I'm challenging you to just take one step, because that one step will change your relationship. It'll change your marriage. It'll change the brokenness inside of us. Anybody ready to take that first step this morning in the right direction? Anybody ready for that? Amen? How about this? Let's change it up a little bit. I want to speak to a group of people that you realize this, that Jesus didn't wait for us to take a step towards him. In the beginning, Adam and Eve, in the Garden of Eden, when they realized that they were broken, God searched them out. God took the first step check this out Romans 5 8 says this when we were still sinners while we're still messed up while we're still walking away while we gave up while we quit while we're mad at God failing cheating and falling apart God took care of us while we're still sinners Christ died for us I don't know where you're at this morning but some of you have never trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior What's holding you back? Because Jesus has taken the first step by dying on the cross for you, no matter where you are at in your life. Maybe some of you here need to realize that if you want to change life, if you want something to live for, it's taking that first step of accepting the trueness, the life that Jesus gives into your life. And I challenge you, take that step to accept that. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God is right from the dead, you will be saved. If you want to live in eternity in heaven forever, guess what? You need to take this step and live a changed life. That brokenness that you have inside of you will be changed forever because you realize that Jesus is awesome. Today, you can fix what is broken. Let's pray. If you are here this morning and you don't, you've never accepted Jesus Christ, your personal Savior, I'm going to challenge you to take this step and say this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of my sin. I believe that you died on the cross for my sin and you rose again on the third day. I want to believe that. I believe that with all my heart. Come into my life and change me. In Jesus' name.
4: and some of you guys realize for the first time how much God loves you today. Man, he took one step in your direction over and over again on that cross at Calvary. And so, man, Brian, you're full of passion for the things of God, man. Give up for Brian. Man, just heart for God. But some of you guys maybe experienced Jesus the first time today. Maybe walked in here and you're in that messy middle that he preached to. And when, it, when it's broken, it's, not, it's already broken. You're like, man, I need something today. and You realize that you can't do it on your own and you made a step towards Jesus. He, he died from the cross and you made the decision to follow him. And so I want to encourage you, you made the greatest decision you've ever made in your life. You made a decision that didn't just change this world and your relationship, but it changed your eternity. And we'd love to help you. We're a family here at real life and we love to encourage you, uh, just strengthen you, uh, just let you know we love you, get to know you, connect. And uh, so if you can just do us the honor and privilege of letting us know you made that decision. And you can do that by texting RLNEXT97000 and it's just our privilege to be up here to share what God's done in our life. And we wanna help you every step of the way. If you're in person, we have a Bible in the back, a red bag, you can take it. And uh, I encourage you to get in the word of God starting John or first John. And there's so many people Church, I'd love to connect to you to help you on that journey. Well, Brian talked about taking so many small steps, and I think one of the small steps we can take that's gonna make one of the biggest difference if you're in the messy middle, you're not that happily married, you know, you're not not the proud single. I realized this picture that's up here earlier, that lady, they're not married, you know, there's no ring on her finger. I was like, that's why I was so happy. Come on, somebody, right? Oh, Just kidding, so, uh, but if you need some help, you know, I'd love to just encourage you to jump on board. We give away four free counseling sessions. Uh, We're a partnership with a group called The Linden Group, and uh, what I love about them is they're biblical counselors. Okay, so they base their stuff on the truth of the God's word. They shoot you straight, uh, encouragement. But also the side is um, they're also state certified. So it's kind of the best of both worlds. You're going to get both sides, uh, but just huge encouragement. I call them pastoral counselors. And uh, I would encourage you, sometimes your first step isn't a step forward. It's a step backward, amen? And it's just reassessing, get realigned, get your heart close to God. And for some of us, uh, just need to take that step and it's so easy to say, well, uh, no, I'm not, that's not a big a deal, I can fix it on my own. I don't want anybody to find out about it. Can I kind of encourage you, don't let pride stop you from making that step. Uh, maybe you can change the oil in your marriage. Come on somebody, uh, do some maintenance. And so I would encourage you to take us up on that. Uh, there's so many, bro- so much brokenness, even the best, there's there's no perfect couple. Uh, so I would encourage you to be a part of that. If you, if you need to get connected, just talk to anybody on the team, anybody in, in the staff. Uh, we can send you a number. We don't know who goes. I just get a little number every month of how many sessions that were gone and I, we pay the bill for you. And so we love to love to do that. Uh, second thing is this, you can take a step for somebody else. Uh, you can make a way for somebody else to really know God. And uh, we're gonna do something very special next week. I'm dying. come up here. Come on, jump up here, babe. Uh, we're gonna do a little Q&A session together. Um, we don't have the perfect marriage. Sorry to let you down, babe. Uh, but we have the perfect marriage, but we love to just, uh, just have a time just to get behind the scenes. Uh, real practical the way we end this series, just to you guys ask questions. We're gonna talk about different topics, uh, how to keep Jesus in the center of your marriage, uh, how to really, ones I'm really excited about, I know it's kind of weird, but man, how do you walk through the valley, all the struggles you have in life and come out stronger on the other side? Like how as a couple do you work through all the difficulties, all the different things you go through? and, uh, you know, how to keep Jesus centered, how to be mission driven. And uh, I think it's a really, really great time. And you guys can throw out questions. We're going to have some stuff ready, obviously, but uh, we want to hear from you guys. It's your chance to kind of get behind the scenes. I'm going to keep it PG-13. Come on, somebody. PG-13, though. 13 is a good number. Um, so we'll see what you guys come up with. I'm really curious to see. Um, but we don't have it all together. We're not perfect. Uh, but we definitely can share with our mistakes and share some things that really work and then encourage you to follow God. So I encourage you to get those invite cards on your seats. Uh, you got two invite cards. Invite somebody out next week. Uh, it's gonna be real. It's gonna be authentic. Uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna keep it fun, but uh, also just encourage you to follow God. And uh, I know God just uh, put us together, and we uh, know a little bit about marriage, not a whole lot, but we're going on 15 years, come up in July, so we're super excited to go Machu Picchu a little bit. Um, we're going on a missions trip, and we're going to leave you guys high and drive on the way back home, come on, somebody. Um, so that's how we're going to roll. Uh, but I encourage you to come out next week and uh, bring a friend with you. And so one of the coolest things that happened in our church, and this is really exciting, last week uh, was our largest Sunday in the history of our church outside of like a Christmas and Easter uh, with the amount of people coming. And so uh, just really cool seeing God moving and uh, you guys have been inviting people like crazy. Uh, We've been developing leaders, bringing on people on the team. And uh, it's really because your guys' generosity Your guys' prayers, your guys' heart for God, and what you give makes a huge difference. And, uh, you know, we count numbers because we believe souls matter to God. Uh, We don't try to get people here because we want to have a big number, a lot of butts in seats. We want to see hearts transformed, see marriages healed, we want to see relationships being built, and see what God can do, build big people that can go out and do big things for God. Amen? And so this is what it's all about. And uh, so we've really grown. We were over a hundred people over where last year at the same time. And uh, there's a lot of new people getting connected. So I appreciate you guys who jumped in on the team and, and are serving and, and just showing up. And we just love you guys being here. It's just cool to be honored what God's doing. So thank you guys for being generous. And I would encourage you, if you call Real Life Home, to continue to be generous. Uh, you guys know there's three ways to give and you can give online. Uh, you can text give 84321 or give in the game box and back. And so uh, this last week, uh, we shot a little video at the Hope Center, interviewed a few people, not the whole crew, uh, interviewed a few people had a little fun so uh just check out a little progress this week so thank you guys (laughs) i feel like queen (laughs) hold the microphone all right say when he's already got you put this on the video all right real life Hey, check this out. We are at the Hope Center out here in Belden. Man, so much progress. But before we jump in, I want to show you the team that's working hard tonight. Come on with me. Check this out. You might hear some random noises. All right, this is the crew over here. Julie, say hi.
1: Hi.
4: What are you doing up there?
1: I'm
5: changing out these bolts.
4: She's changing out the bolts. She's uh She's killing it. Julie has been like one of the hardest workers on this whole project. So just go up for Julie. Come on. Let her know you love her. Come on. <laughs> Way to go. And here's the man, the myth, the legend, the man needs no introduction, but he's going to get one. Josh Cubley, How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. So this guy has basically spearheaded this project. Just been a godsend. So, um, yeah. What do you work on, buddy? screening uh, myself. <laughs> he's trying to do electrical, but. It's going good. We got half the building wired up, so it's exciting. Passed our framing inspection a couple weeks ago. As you can see, this thing is really coming together. Hey, down here. This is... Mustang Sally. This is my dad's dog. Mrs. Petrie, as we call her. (laughs) This is my dad up here. Say hi. Dan, real life, real life Dan. So He's doing electrical work. He's making it look easy. We call him Mr. Happy. That's his name. So, anyway, lots going on. As you can see over here, we um, got all our drywall in this week. So, uh, really, really exciting, getting ready to start hanging. We're doing data drops and finish up electrical. Uh, been really, really, really um, a lot of progress. So, uh, excited for what God's doing. So, thanks, you guys, for the support. Thanks for all the prayers. Thanks for um, just the financial generosity. And, uh, man, can't wait to get in here. Love to see you out. I got a life group uh, on Tuesday nights. Love to see you out here. Just connected. And, uh, giving back and uh, slamming. So appreciate you guys. Love you. Just a little update from the Hope Center. Have a great Sunday.
2: is it cool? We're building some hope out there at the Hope Center. You guys excited? I don't know if you guys have ever been involved in a building project, but it's always stage after stage and every, every little piece that goes up just completely changes everything. And there'll be a time here in the near future where you're going to walk in and go, wow, so hey, it's not too late to be a part of it. Like Pastor Sean was saying, he's got a life group there on Tuesday nights. Come hang out. It doesn't matter if you got construction skills or not. They would love to have you guys out there. Come hang out. Hey, uh, if you guys need prayer for any reason, we would love to pray with you here. We'll have a team member up here. Come by. And if you're not in a life group, come start, stop by and hang out with us at the life group board or get signed up. Can't wait to see you at a life group this week. Can't wait to see you again next week at either at 930 or 11. And as always, remember, whoever finds Jesus discovers real life and purpose. See you next week.